Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 440 for uh, February 25th, 2024. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. Digging out your gap for Nerizzler. You're so bow bow. You're so bebootex. What? 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 I, I just want to be Yoshiori. Uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna move on and introduce Aroa, Andrew, Aroa McFain. I like Shiori. She's a she's a good VTuber. I've oh, never good. seen any of these people. Oh, hold on. Uh I have been tossed n- new more more YouTube shorts of these people than I care to admit. <clears throat> I've, never, I've never clicked on one. I don't know where they're coming from. But boy does this algorithm think I like VTubers for some reason. <laughs> it's cause it's because you're <laughs> friends with Aroa. That's it's why. Yeah, it knows you're affiliated all... with me. Yeah, and like you joke. There's probably a bit of truth to that. There probably is. I of course it's the same host... reason it keeps giving me foot shaving videos. That's uh, that's me. I'm sorry. The foot foot shaving and balloon videos. Those are inspires <laughs> me. Hold hold on. I'm, I don't actually want to just glance over that. Did you just say foot shaving? Yeah, yeah. Like like shaving the bottom of of somebody's foot with like a razor blade. The bottom? I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen people do okay. that. It gets it gets the cheese off, but like. Yeah, That's you're getting videos. Why are you getting videos? Like, is it advertisements? Like, buy our shit? No, it's uh, my wife likes to watch podiatrists. Uh, yeah. like that like do shaving it. shaving somebody's corns off their foot. My uh, okay. First off, I'm your host Nathan Reed Spruth. Secondly, <laughs> uh, they do have like a weird algorithm with Google where if you live with somebody, it'll start sending you videos of people that pe- that ah. people like who live with you. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that is that is part of the algorithm. And uh, my girlfriend is mad at me because she, since she started dating me, now when she types in "woo," it gives her Ric Flair. Oh, that's funny too. <laughs> <laughs> so she got mad at me because she's like, "Ever since I started dating you, now when I type in "woo," it gives me a GIF of Ric Flair." <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. "That's perfect." That's like the best accident you could have happen. I know, right? Uh, but yes, so Google does that. So that would explain why you get random shaving videos. And perhaps your new roommate, Connor, l- likes VTubers. <laughs> I hadn't uh, brought it up before. Maybe maybe that'll be a dinner time discussion for one of these days. <laughs> hey, so I have a question. Do you like VTubers? You ever, you ever heard of somebody called a Gargura? Uh, just, just curious, you know. <laughs> uh, listen, if if I, if I call you a ruffian, does that mean anything to you? I mean, I I've been called a ruffian before, but I don't know what that translates to in VTuber terms. Would I can't you tell consider you... yourself a dragoon? Yeah, I I couldn't tell you any of these people, but I I could point to them on like a a, a most wanted list and be like that one. Most that's the one that keeps on showing up. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, we are going to move on. I am going to ask Aroa or Connor, where can we find you? Aroa.website. And while you're there, you should check out Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. And Bug City Blues, a Shadowrun sixth world edition actual play podcast. 
You could do it there, or you could do it wherever fine podcasts are found. And then eventually a Power Rangers tabletop game podcast. It'll at some happen. point. At some point in our lives. Uh, hey, hey, you can find me, Nathan Reen Spruth, everywhere at Reeton. The big one is Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. I'm there Monday through Friday, typically, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. I will be taking a little bit of time off from the first, well, the 29th of February to the 18th. Uh, I will be returning the 18th of March. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in Germany. Uh, but if you wanna check out some stuff, you can follow me on Instagram. I'll be posting a bunch of pictures. That's the only time I use Instagram is when I'm traveling and take a bunch of pictures of where I'm at. And then I don't use Instagram for another six months until I go somewhere else because that's how often I get out of the house. Anyway, uh, let's go to Aroa. Ask what games you played this week. Uh, you know, stuff. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. I play. I played demos. Uh, a few demos this week. Uh, that were left over from, from Next Fest because I. I every every time a Next Fest happens, I download a bunch of demos and I don't play them until Next Fest is over and half of them have turned into purchase buttons. Um. But. Uh, I I really liked uh the that that car game, you know, that that came out. That's like it's like Stalker Pacific Drive. That's it. I've heard of that. I've uh, heard of it. It was not what I expected. Uh but in kind of a pleasing way. Um so I was expecting it to be kind of more along the lines of Jalopy. Uh or, or like the long drive, which if you're unaware, the main feature of those games uh, is that you are driving for a really long time and trying to like maintain your vehicle throughout all of that. Uh, not necessarily what Pacific Drive is like. Uh, it's more like if you enjoy the part of games where you go into a building and then loot it and then leave it it's that i do enjoy it, it, that yeah it, it's like it's like a single player extraction game where your goal is to is to go into a a a small like fallout 3 map and then pick up everything get back in your car and leave and then and then you use the the stuff to like upgrade your car. Like it's a lot more chill than I was expecting. And that's that's even on the default settings. There are a ton of really really nice difficulty settings where you can make it so that like you just don't run out of, ever run out of gas. You can make yourself invincible if you want. Like they 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 want to accommodate for whoever the hell wants to play the game. And I think that's really cool. So what happens if you run out of gas? Does the game end? No, you just, uh, you gotta go find gas. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. You have to get out of the car and go find, find a, a, a place to fuel up, get some gas in your gas yeah. tank and gas can rather. I've had that happen once in my life. Did I run out of gas? And it was annoying. It was very annoying. There is a, there's a, a, an annoying aspect of the game that uh, a lot of the, actually like 
I think every negative review that I saw, and even some of the positive ones complain about it, which is that the levels, because the game is so slow paced, um, that the levels take a while to get through, like sometimes 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, and there's no way to save mid-level. Uh, and it's not even something where like you could patch that. The developers have specifically said it is a technical limitation of the way that they architected the game. They, there really is no feasible way for them to change that. So your only option is to just kind of abandon your run if you want to stop partway through. And that is kind of frustrating. That actually hit me the first time that I, that I played it. Because uh, I was I was like maybe 30 minutes into a level and was maybe halfway through it. And it was 5 a.m. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. But uh, yeah, so I just kind of had to abandon it. But it's I'm fine. Sorry. It's whatever. I'm sorry you had to abandon it. So you played Pacific yep. Drive. Did you play anything else? Um, there really wasn't anything else that was like particularly notable. Uh, there there was a uh, a game I can't remember the name of it that was essentially like trying to be uh, kind of a, a Hades like that uh, was also a rhythm game. Uh, kind of, kind of felt a lot like, uh, you know, you know, the, the one that, the one that, uh, Microsoft likes to push. What the fuck was it called? You played it. I'm sure I did. I can't remember it. The, uh, uh, the ri- T, it starts with a T. Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush was, was good. It. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about something else, a different. No. Okay. No, it was. It's like Hi-Fi Rush, but from an isometric perspective, uh, and it's and it's it's a Hades like. So like you you are going through and getting upgrades on your way through, but if you die, then you have to start all over. Interesting. And there's like slow progression, you know, outside of of that loop where the more time as you fail, you accumulate resources and then can make it easier to progress. It was a little clunky at first, but I kind of started to get into it. Um, but it, it just kind of felt a little too rough. That said, the demo was labeled like prototype or something like that. So I'm kind of thinking it's a very early beta build that they just kind of put out as a demo so that they could get some free marketing from NextFest. Probably. Uh, hopefully, whenever it comes out, it'll gain a little more notoriety. It's got, I think it comes out in like April, so we'll just have to see. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it? really the only, yeah, that's, that's really all I got. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't find any amazing games from Next Fest, but we are going to. Oh, I, I also, I'm back in Windows now. <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, try, you're trying for, for what, a couple weeks? to switch over uh yeah well i the the dumbest part of of that is it, i got it all working oh uh, i was successfully running windows in a virtual machine from my arch linux install uh and it was it was using my actual windows hard drive 
and my actual GPU. Okay. Like, and I could I could just have it sitting in a window. Um, I even had this thing called Looking Glass that uh, made it so that it was essentially like instantaneous. Like, like there was no input latency whatsoever. Uh, it was great. And then I very very quickly realized that uh, I didn't really understand why I was doing it anymore. You got it working, and then you're like, "Why did I do this?" Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because it's like, like ultimately, uh, I, I now now I have games that will work pretty much flawlessly, but then everything else is going to have some dumb little quirk that I'm going to have to deal with every time mm-hmm. that that I try to do anything, and it's just like it, I should really just maybe give up on on Linux as a disc, desktop uh, operating system. Uh, as somebody who likes to like play games and shit, because I, really it's yeah. only it's only good for somebody that like uses the internet and is a is a developer. So I I use Linux on my laptop, but that's only because all I do on my laptop is watch YouTube, like if I'm traveling yeah. or something, and so it's perfect for that. But at, like playing games and stuff, even though it's better, it's way better than it used to be. It's still not as good as just playing in Windows. So just do that, I guess. Or, you know, create a dual boot system or do what you did, I guess. Uh, Yeah, it it was it it became easier. Like, like it it, I could I could go through and do it all again, like pretty quickly if I wanted to after I figured out what to do. But or you could just do the opposite and have windows and then have a VM with Linux on it. Yeah. That, I, I realized like I could just use windows subsystem for Linux and yeah. really get all the same benefits mm-hmm. at this point. And I, I think it was me. You, you were complaining about that on blue sky and yeah. uh, I was like, just use windows. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that wasn't the point. The point was to accomplish it. And I did. And that's, that's good enough. There's I, nothing wrong with the Mandela project, like doing it just to do it. That's mm-hmm. that's a sign of a, a competent IT guy. Yeah. I mean, we've all we've all done stupid stuff that doesn't make sense as to why we're doing it. Um and then it just it snowballs and then you have a 7 terabyte uh jellyfin server. Anyway, uh Connor, what games have you played this week? I too have discarded Raspberry Pi from silly projects. I have a I have a disappointing list of games to talk about, but I'm going to talk about them because I think the both of you are each going to have something to say about both of them. Okay. First one is Days Gone. I have given up on this. What? It's a perfect game. Wonderful. 10 out of 10. Let let me just uh, address the issues that I'm having, because I'm guessing when you play this, you probably played either on PlayStation or with a PlayStation controller. Am I right? Yes and yes. So, uh, you you know how you have a motorcycle? You you know how your motorcycle needs fuel? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Lord, I tried. I walked up to several different canisters. You got the free one in your camp, uh, and you walk up to it, and it says press X, press the X button to refill, and I think it's normally square button, and I press it, and nothing happened. And I go, oh, that's weird. Maybe it's because I'm using an Xbox controller, but I'm on a Steam Deck. That's no problem. I could fix that easily. Unplug it from the dock, try it just on the Steam Deck inputs, nothing. Okay, um, that's annoying. <laughs> I will, I will do more troubleshooting than I normally would on this sort of issue. Because uh, at this point, this is a game-breaking bug. 
Yeah. And I will pull out my Nintendo controller from storage, charge it up, sync it up, and see if it's just a configuration issue. Like, maybe they didn't like Xbox, and maybe they weren't prepared for Steam Decks. That's not too far-fetched. It didn't work with the PlayStation 1. I tried manually mapping it. Uh, I tried the keyboard shortcut. I think I said that already. It's like, it does not want to work for me. And I think it wouldn't be a problem if I had a PlayStation controller. Or if, or if you're playing it on Windows, maybe. Because you're playing um, it with the Steam Deck. I am playing it on my Game Boy, that is true. So I suppose we should mention that. So it may be a compatibility issue. The only thing I would say is try, like, not that you're going to, but you could try a different version of Proton. Uh, I could do that. I, uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about has to deal with that. It okay. is listed as playable in Steam, so maybe maybe I'm doing something. I'd, at, at this point, I'm so annoyed with it, or I'm just like, I, it's left a bad taste in my mouth. I got you. Maybe got someday you. I'll come like back. The game's broken to me. It sounds like <laughs> the game's broken to me. It's either I the game's broken, able... or may, again, a Proton update may have broken that for some reason. Because I've I've had it, it seems... where certain things will work and then a proton update will break that game. Like I had Binding of Isaac break so I couldn't launch it for like 3 months because yeah. of a proton update. Well, I would expect it to just like like with proton it's either going to work or it's not or like it's going to launch and then it's going to have like some horrific visual bug or like inputs not going to work period. Yeah. The fact that it's a single particular interaction makes me think that that the game is just the state machine is in an invalid state. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I suspect that might be the case in this particular next game on my list that I want to talk about is Sonic adventure two, which um, I talked last week. I had modded Sonic adventure one on steam deck for the very first time. And I was very impressed with the community. I had spent like an hour, maybe even two hours of my day just learning like why the tricks that modding that game on Linux, like why they work in, I was happy I did that because I was feeling pretty confident that I knew what I was doing and I could apply this to other games. And I have applied it to other games, specifically games that use Ubisoft launchers. But Sonic Adventure 2, getting this game to work on Linux is such a, a gosh darn nightmare. And from hmm. what I could tell from reading the forums is that back in, I think, like 2021, Microsoft made a whole bunch of their like redundant C++ libraries just unavailable. Mm-hmm. There is a fetcher that I was using that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. I, th I think it was attached inside of QT Tricks, um, Proton Tricks or whatever it is. Was it, was it just Wine Tricks? Not Wine Tricks, not that one. Um, uh, I think it's Proton QT. That part doesn't matter. Um, I was using that and it was trying to fetch those and it kept on failing. And I think the reason it was failing is because that repository no longer actually exists. So... If I had, like, a log file or something, I would be more than happy to do the work of troubleshooting this, but it gives me nothing. And that's just a, a Linux problem sometimes. Don't know what happened? Don't know why it's wrong? That sucks. Uh, you, suck. you, can, <laughs> you, like, uh, tried D-message. I don't know if that would uh, output anything. Somebody from 2022 set up. Uh, oh, I was ma I managed to get a uh, dot bat converted to a dot executable. Or no, I said that backwards. I, I managed to get the executable converted to a dot bat, and then uh, using Proton Tricks, I was able to get it run. I was like, "That's a lot of work for this." Mm -hmm. Uh, there is. I want to say like an open source implementation of a lot of those V C plus plus libraries 
that's like I think it's like part of of mono. I don't really remember too well. Uh, it's a it, it's like a different thing in Proton Tricks slash Wine Tricks. I don't really I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but that that maybe that would work instead. I'm I not have sure. Used mono specifically for app development, like like you mentioned, developers who use Linux, a lot of them use Mono because then they can work on Windows too. So I would not be against doing the work of like making my Steam Deck C++ library friendly. But that's going to be a lot more work than I'm willing to do just to play Sonic Adventure 2 with uh, <laughs> Dreamcast True Graphics. Like, it'll be nice. Next time I play this, that's going to be the way I play it. But it'll be easier to do it by that time. Next on my very short list, we're going to beat up here very rapidly. Uh, I've been modding Halo Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this last week, too. There's one guy left whose instructions are to maintain this game in your free time. Like, they're on the, the company payroll, but that's it. They opened this game up to modders, uh, they, they opened up to the Steam Workshop community, and they said, hey, uh, just make sure it's signed before you publish it. And I think I'm falling in love with this game's wackiness. Like, in the same way that you hear of games being programmed and just, like, held together by spaghetti code, like, Final Fantasy VII comes to mind. That game is a disaster in the code base. Oh, yeah. Halo is, in many places, hanging on by a thread. And you could see the evidence of this game being rushed for production. We've only been modding like campaigns and stuff. So like there will be points where you get to the end of the level and it's just like, we are going to have eight flags one after another, because if we remove them and try to do it naturally, uh, the scarab's just going to stop walking. (laughs) We don't, we don't know how to fix it. So uh, go through these eight loading zones one after another really, really fast. And just like seeing the tricks of the trade in real time. It's a lot of fun. Obviously, we don't have, like, commentary or anything, so some of this we're, we're extrapolating on their purposes. But uh, this is... It made it into the published game. That's how games are made. Especially and, games that were originally for Mac and then just essentially got bought by Microsoft and had to be converted front to game, back in, like, six months. Games yeah. that were rapidly slapped on the direct Xbox. <laughs> Uh, and then the last game that I want to talk about that, that took a little longer than I was expecting is a game called Watchdog, a game that I've had on my watch list for forever, just for solely because it takes place in Chicago. And it's an Ubisoft game. It works great on the Steam Deck. I'm not sure if I'm going to beat it completely, but I am having fun. A, just driving around and being like, haha, that's familiar. And B, just doing Ubisoft stuff in an Ubisoft engine. You've played one of them. You've played all of them. Yeah, I I gave up on Watch Dogs very quick. I I played that. I, I think I might have had it like pre-ordered. Like I was okay. so fucking excited for that game. And it did and not, it did not happen. It did not deliver even a little bit for me. Like I was I was into it for the first like hour or two. And then I was like, oh it's this is it, not huh? Yeah, this is this is just gonna be the whole fucking game, isn't it? All right. I, now I will. I do have one fun observation about this, which is that this game is so obviously designed so it's like you could play with your friends and they can invade your world and you could see their messages. Except all the servers for that are down now. So it's, <laughs> yeah. Press the button and see what other people are saying. They're, they're like, there's hot spots and you could check in and see who else is nearby. Go ahead and do it now. Oh nope, server's dead. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i i 
got it for the original X or the Xbox One, not the original Xbox. I bought that for the oh, original. Yeah. No, no, I got it for the Xbox One, and uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't amazing. Yeah, I, I did not beat it. I got a few hours in and was like, I'm good. I'm good. I, I have a weird feeling that might be what ha- I'm certainly not invested in the story. This guy's like spectrum me cringe. Yeah. Oh yeah, everyone hated him. Yeah, but what like, was his name? Aiden or something? Aiden Pierce. Yeah. yeah, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm realizing it's a one-trick pony. All of your press, uh, in my case, press X to make a hack happen. Things are like, you can change the light color. You could activate the barriers. Like, all that does is keep people from chasing me in a game about outrunning people chasing you. I am going to move on, and we're going to talk about yeah, the games do. I played. But I want to make an observation is that the way that you hack things in that game is what normies think you can do with a flipper. It's yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> they, they think that you just buy a flipper and you're like, boom, TV remote, boom, garage control. Well, like, I mean, it does have an IR flasher. That part is kind of true. That is true. But it, what, what I'm saying is they think that, that it, it immediately is able to do that and you don't have to do any coding or anything. Like I could you don't have to figure like, out how to do yeah, it. I could point this thing at my neighbor's router and I mean, yeah, it's yeah. unfortunately network security is not that exciting. No, I want not. a flipper. Don't get me wrong. Like a flipper is a cool ass toy and I should not be trusted with one, but I could, I'm more dangerous with one than somebody who sees it on late night TV and says, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's not, it's not you instantly are able to do it. It's you get it. And then you spend like three hours figuring out how to, like make your badge for work uh work so you can go in with the flipper. That's that's what happens when you buy a flipper. But for some of us on. we buy a flipper and then we buy a six hundred dollar antenna upgrade. <laughs> some some people yeah. do that. Or, um, I mean I I only got the fifty dollar antenna upgrade, but you know there's oh, okay. there's some like if you really want to check the oh, bandwidth, I saw it. there's there's some nice ones up sorry, we're we're upsetting oh. Nathan, but <laughs> not upsetting <laughs> if if you're an expensive hobbyist and the getting on watch list is your thing the flipper might just be for you it might be but we're gonna move on i'm gonna talk about the games i played i only played two uh they were like a dragon infinite wealth uh i got to the the i think it's it's chapter six where you open up the the animal crossing stuff where everybody says that the best part of the game and it's all right you don't like it? it it's fine i'm just not a huge animal crossing person Animal Crossing, I, Harvest Moon. It's just not my, my bag. Um, I, per, I only, honestly preferred the Labyrinth. Oh, I did like the, uh, the, the Endless Tunnel from the, the original Like a Dragon. Yes. That, um, only funny. Nathan could have a problem with being like, oh, you have the vacation in Hawaii. Damn. <laughs> it's not the vacation in Hawaii part. It's the doing work while on vacation I don't like. Okay, yeah, that's right. Everyone <laughs> I know who has a problem with Animal Crossing... Their complaint is, I don't like doing chores. Yeah. And to them, I say, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, um, uh, when, when my nephew a few years ago asked for Farming Simulator, um, and, and Durga said, just strap a cardboard box to his head and give him a hoe and say it's VR. Um, and, and that's kind of what I thought of. It, and it's fine. The... The Animal Crossing part in Yakuza Like a Dra- or Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh I'm sure people like it. And there there is a little bit more than just normal uh Animal Crossing stuff. You can actually have your Sujimon, 
work the fields and stuff and gain levels doing that. Oh, it's Pal World. Yeah, it's Pal World. Uh, it's not as good as Pal World in that respect, but yeah, you can you can like assign them to different tasks. Be like, hey, plant tomatoes, and then you can do like crafting, uh, to sell to the people who come and and are vacationing there. Like, it's it's pretty in depth and it's cool. It's just not something I really like. Uh, but I did play some of that, and I'm I'm like, oh man, I I don't think I'm gonna be able to beat this game before I get, um, before I go to Germany. Germany. However, I was like, I'm going to look it up because, you know, I just want to see how many chapters there are. I just got to chapter seven. There are 14 chapters. So I do mm. not think <laughs> I'm going to be able to do that unless for some reason I was just like, screw work. I'm grinding out like a dragon infinite wealth until Thursday. Uh, but I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I did. Nah, it'll be fine. You got plenty of time off to spare, right? Uh, No. Unfortunately, uh, I, I always try to like plan my vacations to be some like a time where we're not going to be doing anything. And then something comes up. So like we're not supposed to be doing any like computer deployments until next month, till like in the middle of next month. But then, of course, uh, we have to image 30 something computers for Oklahoma, which is not even a place we support it's just a, it's another team that needs computers imaged for them so we're going to image all the computers and send them to them uh so that's my job monday through wednesday so i'm going i'm not going to be even working remotely i'm going to be going into the office to go do all that um so i i won't have the time to even even sit around and and goof off and watch youtube just image computers at your house over the vpn i'm sure your isp will love that i'm sure my i well i, I I could do that, but it wouldn't. I I couldn't do it. It wouldn't work. Wouldn't Honestly, work. you could probably just spin up a server at your home and do it there. Uh, probably not a server, but a uh, Hyper V whatever. I haven't had to build Fuck. a imaging solution in so long, and I am happier for that. Uh, we need a better imaging solution. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about the second game I played. I was able to play it with a friend on Friday. Uh, Air Fox and I played some Hell Divers two, and the servers are still broken but we were able to play the, the game together uh he ended up killing me of course of, of course he did threw a grenade at me uh by the way friendly fire is turned on in hello lifers too in case you were wondering uh and what would happen is i would start like i would be like okay we're gonna land on this planet and do this mission and then air fox would go down to the planet and i would be stuck on the waiting screen and he'd be like, oh, I'm in. And so I would have to back out and then drop to the same location that he was at. And then we were fine. And then we were in a party. But I could not do that. I, we couldn't just land on the planet together as friends. And then we were playing. And I was like, who's this J4 person running around? Just like level 18 bastard. And then I looked and it was Johnny Vegas. It was. <laughs> It was uh, Aroa's friend, and uh, he ended up killing us. Uh, uh, Air Fox and I, like they, they called in a bunch I'm of tactical. I'm not terribly strikes. surprised. Yeah, they called him, and I guess him and a friend were playing. It seems, and um, I just saw in the chat like Johnny was like, "It's time," and then a bunch of like explosions came down and killed Air Fox and me. And I was like, "You guys, <laughs> what the fuck?" All yeah. right, yeah. So. 
uh, uh, I'm not surprised, but whatever. That was that was something. Uh, we ended up doing a few missions with Johnny, and then uh, Air Fox and I backed out so that we could just do a mission, you know, without them, <laughs> uh, just to kind of get our bearings. Uh, and then the next mission broke. Uh, there was an objective, and the objective was to like turn some pumps, and we got three of the pumps turned, and the fourth pump would not activate. We could not get the activation trigger, and so we just ran around for 20 minutes until the timer went out. And once the timer goes out, they do an extraction, so you're able to actually get off the planet, but you won't have completed the mission. And right as I was getting onto the vehicle, Air Fox blew me up and then was able to get onto the vehicle by himself. So he extracted and I did not. So that was that was fun. So, you know, it's a good game. It was fun. I hope they fix the servers and make them actually work. Uh, have either of you played Helldivers 2 yet? No, I, I'm interested, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it, it's a multiplayer game, and it's difficult for me to, uh, you know, do that. You could play with me. I could. Like the one you, I could get you to play it one time, and then we'll never play it yep. again together. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's yep. how it works. I'm able to get Oro to play games with me once, and then I think we may have we played Payday more than once. But uh, getting yeah. getting you to play games, uh, I, you have your you have your multiplayer nights, and those are on those are on Saturdays with your family, and your family is uh, pretty tight knit and. And it doesn't often allow strangers to come into that. Anyway, uh, that's me being very diplomatic. Uh, yeah. And those are the games we played or that we've all played this week. And we're going to move on to some stories. I was like, oh, there wasn't a lot of stories this week. And then I looked at the stories. I'm like, why do we have so many stories this week? It's okay. We're uh, happy these were going to blow through really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are really quick. The first story is also is very quick. Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection is coming to the Nintendo Switch on March 14th. I, I think it's coming out to more than just the Switch, but Switch is finally getting Battlefront. Yeah, uh, let me see if it. I'm pretty sure us. it's coming out to PC. And oh, it, right I'm pretty here. sure if you own the originals, you get a discount on it, which I'm excited for because I do. Uh, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC on March 14th. So I'm, I, I mean, I like, I like those Battlefront games way more than the new Battlefront games. So I'm pretty. The new ones that. are awful. I had so much fun with the old ones. I might pick this up, like, and just see if there's a community for it. I will hop on a Discord and play in a server if I need to. I, I think that would be fun. Like, yeah, like Battlefront. Uh, it would be nice if they could also, you know, get Battlefront three, uh, three, the one that they were working on, actually like finished and released. But I don't want to play anything that EA touches. Like they, that's that's, true. that's cancer. Get that shit well, out of here. Well, this one, so this is being released by somebody else. The uh, Battlefront three or uh, no, the remake? Yeah, the the remaster. I, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm probably gonna pick this one up. Yeah, so I'm excited for it. That's pretty cool. Hopefully it. It does well. I'm sure that at least at the beginning, there's going to be a big population 
uh, and then it'll dwindle down after a while to some diehards. But people really like the old ones. I could see this one getting the, like obviously not smash big, but I could yeah. see it getting the community. So when one of the years we went to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, they had a bunch of original Xboxes set up on land playing Star Wars Battlefront, which was awesome. Uh, so I, I would like to play that some more. Anyway, uh, another... Okay, this one's weird, and I wanted to bring it up. So Nintendo did a, a huge showcase. I just kind of cherry-picked a couple stories from the, the showcase that I thought were interesting. So the, the Battlefront one was interesting. But also... They're bringing Kingdom Come Deliverance to the Nintendo Switch? Yeah, that one made me raise a bit of an eyebrow as well. That's I, a very I, chunky game to be putting on the Switch. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't run well on, like, 2080s. Or at no. least it didn't when it released. Um, I want to see anticipate what... anticipate they will give it the Skyrim for Switch treatment, where, like, half of the trees are missing, and there's extra, extra low-quality textures for things. Oh, definitely. Def- like, it, it would need it. Like, it couldn't not. Yeah, it can't. Like, the Switch cannot run this game. <laughs> not even a little bit. Like, if you turn all the settings on low and put it at, like, 480p, the Switch can't run this game. So s- there are going to be some major compromises made. Uh, but they haven't uh, detailed no, what. Maybe, maybe, they'll, maybe they've, they've uh, made really great strides in, in uh, making the game work good. You're going to yeah. be impressed. It's going to be, you're going to be like, wow, this is just as good as when The Witcher 2 was on 360. How big is your TV, Aroa? 50 like, inches. Okay. So I want you to take your Nintendo Switch. I want you to download <laughs> this game and play it on that 50-inch TV and tell me how it looks. Tell me how uh, they just rubbed a bunch of Vaseline over your screen. <laughs> I want you to count the pixels by hand because you probably <laughs> will be able to at that point. Because <laughs> it'll be running at like, it'll be running at 480p native and it'll be upscaled to 720p. Oh, oh it's going to be gross. Um, I, I, I am actually interested to see how this performs, what compromises they made, uh, and and basically I'm, I'm waiting for the... Uh, the what is it uh, what is it called i had it digital foundry the digital foundry video on this because they go into pretty good in-depth videos on uh they did it on the outer worlds and i'm sure they're going to do it on this one and be like these <laughs> this is this is a terrible port it it'll probably be a terrible port but we'll see what happens um i assume neither of you are getting this for your switch no man, my switch is pretty dead. Like, oh. yeah, Steam Deck came by and sure did take that throne. Yeah, I am. Have you have you played this on the the Steam Deck? Is it playable on the Steam Deck? I don't own this game. I have watched somebody play this game a lot on the Xbox One. Uh, not the updated one, the one that's a addition behind now. Whatever, it's so confusing. Xbox um, and, One X. And even that was taxing the system pretty. Like you heard that fan when you walked in. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see how it works. I just thought it was in. I like it made me raise an eyebrow as you said. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Kingdom Come Deliverance? Are you sure? <laughs> and then you put that. Then you put your switch in the middle of your house and you use that to warm it, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yes, a- another thing that was brought up by one of you guys is that a uh, good thing about Nintendo is they are Japan's richest company. Yeah, uh, we are not going to talk about this article very long. The skinny version is is that Japan had some sort of like 
quarterly announcements where they compared companies to the, specifically the gotcha was it's not how much revenue they've made it's how much revenue they have when you then deficit how much like taxes or debt they have as a company mm-hmm. and nintendo it sounds like doesn't actually have any debt as a company i'm sure that's not true but that's the way it was depicted is it's not very high so for that reason japan uh nintendo is currently the wealthiest company in japan that's awesome they also just went into a recession which yes. sucks not, I mean, not, it's great if you want to like travel to Japan. It is. It, it was fantastic when I went there because the dollar was so strong compared to the Japanese yen. But yes, you are correct. It's not great for their economy. So hopefully, like tourism picking back up and uh, some some trade deals that they've got going on will help bring them out of a recession because it, uh, we don't like seeing anybody struggle. You uh, just let me know when you want to go back there, buddy. I, you know. I, I did. There's so many exactly. places I want to go. <laughs> there is one reason I brought this up. Uh, something I've recently been doing in my past time is watching old like Yahtzee videos and like zero punctuation, you know, just like media that, you know, some of those people have died now, unfortunately. Uh, and they were talking, uh, trying to think of exactly what game it was that I was watching, but they were talking you- about the Wii U and they were talking about like how Nintendo is on its it's death throws basically like it's not looking good as a company how are they going to recover from this and that made me think like huh they sure did recover from that and they sure are starting to dwindle back down again this so is not the first time nintendo has gone through this sort of wave certainly they're you know doing just fine right now i'm willing to bet they have another sink before they shine again okay so let's i'm gonna go back to the the wii u times yeah that was a lot to unbox i get you they were never on their death throes. No, and that was certainly an over-exaggeration, but yeah, there was like, a time, the, the was, Wii U time specifically, where they weren't great. They weren't great, well, but they was, always it was had... Because, I'm sorry. It was because the 3DS was such a massive flop when it initially came out. Yeah, the 3DS like, and the Wii U. It, it was... Yeah, it, it, that, that was what everyone was saying at that around that time, was that, damn, Nintendo really hasn't had a big hit. And and like this is kind of what happened with Sega, because gamers don't actually like understand anything about how the games industry works, and and it's like the 3DS was fine by the time the Wii U came out, yeah, and it it like they were still able to pump out great first party offerings for the Wii U, and meanwhile with Sega. Like the Saturn was a goddamn disaster in the United States. Yeah. And and then the Dreamcast, it had two Sonic games. That was it. That was the only thing anyone gave a shit about on that on that console. And like it, it, it was not even close to the same situation. And like now, really the only the only unfortunate thing that Nintendo has going for them is that uh it seems like probably nvidia is prioritizing their ai business more and like chip production still hasn't fully recovered from the pandemic so i would bet that the reason that because it's it's pretty well like it's it's rumored very very thoroughly that uh the switch 2 is gonna be announced in 2025 instead of 2024 like that it was delayed and the the most obvious reason for that is just chip shortage. 
Like, right. They're not, they're not going to have enough back stock to be able to handle the demand because the Switch was such a massive success. They know that a follow-up to that machine is going to sell like fucking hotcakes. So. Well, and just a couple things about the Wii U time was they still had hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in the bank. Yeah. From the Wii, from like all of their previous success in first party titles and all that. So like they were never on their like deathbed. They did have to cut some corners. Um, The famous story is that the three head people um, took a pay cut. They all, they're all basically, we're going to take pay cuts and we're not laying anybody off because we want you guys to not have to worry about getting laid off. Focus on creating good content, uh, which is, you know, vastly different than an American company who's like, we lost a dollar. We're laying a thousand people off. Yeah. Um, or we made a, we, we made record profits. We're laying people off, uh, well, <laughs> which is exactly yeah. what happens. Because like like yeah the everyone was was like oh look Satori Iwata is being cool like usual yeah. and came out and was like yeah no we fucked up um my 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 leadership team and I we fucked up and uh, we're not going to take that out on our employees because that wouldn't make any sense yeah <laughs> America uh, so yeah. you know we're just gonna we're just not gonna get paid as much and everything will be fine. And there's a, yeah, there's a lot of shit to be said about Nintendo, and I'm sure we've said it, and we're probably going to say more about them. Like they're they're being super, maybe overly protective of their IP, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and the way that they they try to just like gouge money out of their consumers. But when it comes to being a business, they're probably better than 99 percent of American companies. Uh, and most and Japanese the, companies are better than ninety nine percent. Yeah, American that's companies. that's Japanese business culture for you. Like, yeah. um, they they don't they're not like, hey, get thanks for the record profits, guys. We to reward you, we're having a pizza party. A by the way, deductible you, pizza party. You only get two slices. By the way, only two slices. Also, you're all fired. Yeah, uh, don't come in tomorrow. <laughs> by the by, <laughs> uh, we're gonna move on about the. The next story, we're going to talk about NVIDIA. We mentioned NVIDIA in the previous story. NVIDIA released a new app. The, go of, on. Uh, that, there, that there's a part that's I it. want to react to, but you haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, it's like GeForce Experience, but you don't have to sign in to download drivers. There it is. It is about goddamn time. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Lo- I love that that's the main thing that everyone is saying about it, too. Like that's yeah. what every every article is, is is just like, and I'll download drivers without having to sign in, <laughs> like because that's all anyone fucking cares about. It is, it, I've I've gone on rants before how much it drives me crazy needing to sign in just to update my drivers. It drives me bananas. It doesn't have to be that way. It does not. But thankfully, it's not anymore. You can download the app. They do have a, uh, they they do have incentives for you to sign in. Uh, on the left side, there's a rewards button where you can get. It, it's kind of like with Prime, like Amazon Prime, or uh, you know anything. Oh, anything you like get that. free double XP and code. Yeah, me. basically. Yeah. Actually, no I think way. that I is. Could... I think that is that, what it that... is. Yeah, I I installed the app a couple of days ago. Me too. Like... <laughs> 
You're telling me that I can get the NVIDIA graphics charm on my gun in the next Call of Duty or whatever? Yes, probably. That's, sure. See, that, that just doesn't do anything for me. That's such a weak reward. I mean, I guess double XP is kind of cool, but I mean, don't you get that for drinking a Mountain Dew too? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yes. Or, or I think buying certain things at KFC. I don't, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've, I've participated in any of that. Uh, but yes, it is no, it's nice. It's, it's a better looking app than before. Um, they still haven't upgraded the control panel though. So you, you can click a, open up the control panel and it still looks like it's from like 2003. I like my is. Windows XP control panel. That's, yeah, that's it's fine. It is. No, no one actually uses that thing anyway. So no, nobody does. Uh, I've had to go in there a couple times for like setting my monitor stuff correctly. But other back than that, when, back when I was setting up my VR, uh, I think it was I expect you to die. I was having a graphics issue and somebody looked it up and was like, uh, set it to performance mode and it'll fix everything. And lo and behold, it did. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I've had to I've had to go in there a couple times to to tweak with some settings, but nobody really goes in there anymore. Uh, so yes, Nvidia app you can go download the beta right now, uh, and and mess around with it. That's if you have an Nvidia graphics card. I guess if you don't have an Nvidia graphics card, uh, uh skip this section. But uh, apparently we have to talk about the Yakuza <laughs> because. A U.S. attorney has announced that nuclear materials uh, trafficking, traffic, traffic, trafficking charges have been laid against a Yakuza leader. So when I saw this headline, I was drinking a drink at the time, and I think that's the closest I've ever been in my life to spitting out something I've been drinking, like in shock. Like a spit take? Was reading the headline that U.S. attorney announces nuclear materials trafficking charges against Japanese Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to skip the story because it's very boring and I'm just going to count I'm just going to say the counts that they're charged with count one conspiracy to commit international trafficking of nuclear materials they don't charge that unless they know you did it yeah <laughs> count two international trafficking of nuclear materials uh oh count three narcotics importation conspiracy yeah they're Yakuza that makes sense yep. four conspiracy to possess firearms including machine guns and destructive devices I did not know that there's different charges for different categories of weapons, uh, which yeah. we are going to find out with count five. Conspiracy to acquire, transfer, and possess surface-to-air missiles. Nice. What the fuck? You, you know, when you, when you count those first two counts, uh, this sure does tell a story, doesn't it? Uh, count six, <laughs> narcotics, importation, blah, 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 you know, Yakuza stuff. Seven, possessing firearms, including machine guns and destructive devices. I okay. wonder what destructive devices means. And count eight money money laundering boring, but uh, boy, that's not something you want to have brought up against you in court. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight counts. Yeah. So I guess it, it like it's not so much what were they planning on doing with those things because they were probably just just selling them. Almost like, certainly. It, I am, yeah, but who who are they I selling think... them to? I think they actually do say in the article, I think it was like Burma or something like that. I don't remember oh, okay. specifically. But and yes, I it sounds like the plan was to take this yellow cake, uh, have it enhanced so that it could be then sold. At least, yeah, they've got eight charges. And yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to be 
found guilty of at least one of them. Uh, so that's that's at you know probably, which I'm actually surprised of. Uh, conspiracy to commit international trafficking of nuclear materials is only a maximum of ten years. I mean, I, I mean, thought it would be longer, but you look, know. I need I need that plutonium to keep my family warm at night. But that's that's just the that's just the conspiracy to commit it. The actually trafficking <laughs> is twenty years, which still seems low. <laughs> that is surprising. But uh, yeah, like they they have a lot there that. I'm going to assume at least one of them is going to go through. Uh, the biggest one I'm seeing here is there are two, the narcotics importation conspiracy and conspiracy to acquire, transfer, and possess surface-to-air missiles are both 25 to life. Yeah, like Ibasawa-san does not fuck around. Yeah, <laughs> apparently not. So he is probably getting at least 25 years in prison. At least. But basically, if if more than two of these counts, it's for it's a life term, because it's just there. He's not getting out before his life is done, uh, which sucks, uh, I guess, for him, but not for us. But that's interesting that the yakuza are trafficking nuclear materials. But that doesn't actually surprise me that much. There is one thing I meant I wanted to mention with this as well before we move on. I was jokingly going. I, I had the message to you written out like. Man, the plot of the next Yakuza game sure is going to be wild. Uh, between me writing that and me sending it, I had discovered that actually is the plot of Yakuza 8. Oh, good. <laughs> they beat me to it. There, 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 it would be hilarious if all the Yakuza games were just based on actual crimes they were committing at the time. I've, I had the thought of like... Somebody's job is to look under this specific incident, like under a microscope, which probably means somebody is drawing that connection too. Someone okay. at Sega <laughs> probably is going to have to be like, hey, who were you hanging out with? In 10 years, if there's like another charge uh, for the Yakuza that's like, oh, they, they ran a Hawaiian resort and used slave labor, <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> Come on. You know, well, ran, you know. ran a, a countrywide fighting ring. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii specifically is going through some rebuilding right now because of the fires. Like, I would not be surprised if specifically Yakuza ties were invested in that. I wouldn't be surprised either. These uh, are wild allegations based off nothing, but yeah, these are, I wouldn't these... be surprised. These are just us speculating and making jokes. None of this is real. Please do not find my address, Yakuza. Uh, and Nathan loves know, it when we say stuff like that. Yeah. The first couple of games were made in close, uh, closely working with actual Yakuza members. I, that does not surprise me. Uh, this is another, the next story we're going to move on before Reeton gets swatted by the Yakuza. Um, Sony is working to add official PC support for the PSVR 2. Did you, That's did, pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. I, I'm not sure how good the PSVR 2 is. It's me, pretty good. Let me field y'all a question, and I feel like I'm probably being far-fetched when I propose this. How much do you think this decision is based off of Sony executives being like, what? Helldivers that's also on PC is what? They love it? 
They want more? They want to give us money? Fuck yeah, sure. I, I oh, think oh, yeah. I think a lot of it is just they have noticed the overwhelming success of bringing... And, and by overwhelming success, I mean their money, get, getting more money by bringing like Spider-Man over to yeah. PC. I, I think it and, started with God of War, the first one, when they ported that over. Like yeah. That was really successful on PC. It was modded to hell and back, and I don't think they liked that part, but... Well, even... It, even uh, Days Gone, coming Days over Gone, to PC. Days Gone, the Spider-Man games, like you mentioned, like like, like the big one, the big ones that that were released. You you know you got God of War, you got Horizon, you got Spider-Man. Those already made a ton of money, but then you bring over a game like Days Gone as well, which didn't do that well on release, and then you're making more money with a game that didn't do very well. They're like, maybe, maybe we should just start bringing our games over, and making for- more money on them. For a company that's so usually, I'm not going to say xenophobic because that's not the right word, but for a company that has such a hard time letting go of their grasp of, no, this is my IP, I'm so happy that they're doing it and that it's working out well for them. Well, and, yeah. and it doesn't make sense not to release them on PC because they lose money on every console that they sell. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that was, that, that, it has 100% been a matter of Sony is a Japanese company, much like Nintendo. And as a Japanese company, you keep everything under your roof. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you do some outsourcing for like technical support or like, like for, for particular projects. But no matter what, like if you're a hardware maker, then everything that you produce comes out on your hardware and nothing else. But as time has gone on, like the, I mean, there's really no way around it. You make more money if you put your shit on more platforms. They're not going to go so far as to put it on a competing console platform uh, like Xbox, but... Every house probably already has a PC in it anyways, right? Exactly. Like, and I imagine there are a lot of people in Japan who are like, yeah, I'm not... I'm not going to buy a PS5. Like, I already have a PC. Why would I do that? I only have 10 square feet in my entire living space. So, like, yeah, this this only only makes sense. And it's great, too. Uh, the, the, this, this particular thing of making the PSVR 2 work on PC, uh, it's great to me because it creates another sort of, of entry-level point for VR on PC mm-hmm. uh, that isn't that isn't owned by Meta, uh. Uh, and like it, it actually has some pretty compelling features to it, uh, particularly like eye tracking and shit. Like I'm I'm very excited to see where where this this takes things if it if it puts any more pep back into PC VR's step so to speak, because it's been a little stagnant since a while. I, I, I want to buy a new VR at some point in my life, uh, but there's, there's a couple of reasons. One, I don't have the room right now. Uh, and two, I would want to spend like 200 and something dollars to get special lenses made for the VR headset so that I could, you know, see without having to wear my glasses. I am uh, just well, gonna just... say I wear my glasses with my Quest all the time. Couldn't do it with my Vive, but my Quest, it's it's comfortable enough to do it. I could do it with yeah. my Vive. Uh, I do have pretty small head. Uh, Meta Meta has like a a spacer 
that you put into the headset so that you can wear your glasses oh, with cool. with the headset. Oh, I should um, see that. You could also get a uh, you know an Apple Vision Pro, huh? Get an Apple no. Vision Pro. Uh, then then, you, then would, you can get the Carl Zeiss glasses. Uh, okay, okay. Lenses. Or 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 I could buy two indexes, and <laughs> and buy the lenses for the indexes, and then go out and have a pizza party, <laughs> <laughs> and still have more money than if I bought a fucking Apple Vision Pro. I also have no Apple products. I only have an iPhone for work. That's the only Apple product I have in my house. There is one reason I would use an Apple Vision Pro. I saw somebody using it in a pitch dark room and it was doing that like LiDAR scan thing where it scans for shit. That is like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. Like if I use my Quest 3 and it's even like just a little bit dark, it's like, hey, bro, it's too dark. It's not going to work out great for you. Is it as bright as the sun in here? I can't see anything. I'm sorry. I've been using an RGB LED strip to... Like, I don't have a light in my room. I just put that on the wall, and that works for me. And when it shifts colors, I could tell when it's a light color and when it's a dark color, because it's like, I can't see your hands anymore. Oh, there they are. Uh, oh, I can't see your hands anymore, bro. I have very huh. bright lights, so I don't I don't see that being a problem. But I'm kind of surprised it doesn't use... It doesn't have just, like, IR LEDs, like, on the outside of the unit that it just blasts to illuminate everything. It does, but it's not so much of a blast. But like I think if, <laughs> if there was an aftermarket modding scene for the Quest Three, that'd probably be one of the first things I'd do. Speaking of modding for the Quest Three, did y'all hear that the the 3DS emulator just fucking works great on the Quest Three? That's cool. I'm no. really excited. I don't want to change the subject to that. I just wanted to mention I'm really excited to get that working on my Quest. I'm gonna do that homework probably so in like I, two months or so. I wonder if I still have some contacts that work at Sony. Wonder when this when this happens if I could get a deal on a on a PSVR two. Maybe I, I looked because um, I didn't actually know how much the PSVR two was. I thought it was around five hundred dollars. That's what I was thinking. Six hundred, right? I, I I think yeah, it was it was it, it, I think it was six hundred without a game, and it's like six fifty with a game. But like for what you're getting. It is not a bad unit, like whatsoever. Especially if you don't already have a PC VR headset, mm-hmm. because like like it's got the the displays are OLED, so like that's already an improvement over a lot of other VR headsets. Uh, I'm curious whether the haptic feedback is going to somehow be able to carry over, because uh, like there's haptic feedback in the headset. Interesting. Which is, yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, it does have some degree of finger tracking. I don't remember how that works because, like, that I just haven't paid any attention because I don't have a PS5. I don't plan on getting one. Um, I do. And like I said, eye tracking, uh, which, like, that that is something that I th- really thought that the MetaQuest 3 was going to have. If Quest 3 had had that, I probably would have gotten it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, and it's fine. You don't need it. Well, it's just it, it, like as a it would have been an upgrade, like worth it as an oh, upgrade from saying. the Quest Two. Yeah. Uh, and like it, it also does inside out tracking. So, you know, you, you don't have the uh, you don't have the lighthouses like with like with uh, valves. 
So like just everything about it just seems really, really good for using it as a PC VR headset. Then hopefully it'll work pretty well flawlessly. Hopefully. We'll see. We will see, but we are also going to move on and talk about... I mean, we were just talking about meta and how meta spies on you, but apparently video game... Not video games. Not video games. Vending machines will also spy on you. I tried the segue, and it failed. Uh, but yes, vending machines are also spying on you. I believe a row up a, a row brought up this story what's what's this about it, yeah it, it like there's not a whole lot to talk about but uh, it was that uh somebody just like went up to a fucking candy vending machine and i guess college campuses and and malls have like vending machines that have giant fucking screens on them uh-huh um, yeah. yeah i've seen them yeah they, he, he walked up to it and then a windows error dialog box popped up that said some kind of like unknown exception occurred in vending face recognition app.exe uh which yeah then then came to find out that all the vending machines on the campus were actually using facial recognition to identify who was walking up to them and was not asking for consent in in this process that's not uh cool. which is uh yeah it's it's very Depending potentially illegal at. That's a, yeah, like in the state of Illinois, we have vending machines sort of like this. They don't track you, but it detects when somebody walks up to it. If it tracks you without your consent, that is illegal. Yeah, I've gotten two class action lawsuit payouts from that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the company behind the vending machines claims that they are somehow GDPR compliant. I don't know how that is possible. Other than... So. I would assume... Because I don't think that um i don't think that canada like outside of whether it, it, i guess if the company operates in europe maybe they would be different but like if this company doesn't actually have anything in europe then they're not even beholden to the gdpr so i wonder if that's like a way of them trying to to be like well it's gdpr compliant it's fine because we don't have to follow the GDPR. Like, I, I'm kind of wondering if that's what they're doing. Yeah. But it's it's just... The, the reason I brought this up is just it's so fucking disgusting that you can't... You can't go anywhere. Like, like anywhere at all. without something trying to capture your existence somehow. Nope, and we... Sure slid into dystopian shithole fast, didn't we? Yeah. They were like, doing that they were doing that um on one of the flights I took. It was like, Hey everybody, we're gonna be using facial recognition, so you won't even have to use your passport or something like that when you get on the plane. And, I mean airports I expect it. You walk through a line, they have twenty two different cameras well, catching two hundred different angles of you. Well, yes, but uh then a few minutes later, they're like, it broke. Make sure your passports are ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's and not it, working. It, like, it's that kind of shit. And also just that I don't like how many of these companies all have a copy of like my face. And like, not just like a picture of me, but like probably a fucking LIDAR scan of my fucking face. Probably. I don't, yeah. I don't want this. And I don't, I don't, like, I didn't, I didn't agree to it. And I don't like that that's going to be combined with a bunch of other fucking data broker 
information that's going to be turned into another digital profile for me that can eventually get leaked onto the internet like my fucking home address already is. I like, was I, I was at uh, the movie theater with a friend, and we were waiting for the auditorium to get cleared out so we could go in. And I'm like, oh, I'll just play some, uh, I'll play some arcade games. And I'm in the middle of an arcade game, and it reboots and goes to a BIOS window. And I'm just <laughs> like, well, guess I'm not playing that one. Yeah, I went I and did, got my I money did find back. The, I did find the photo quite humorous on its own, though. That <laughs> it's like the, this, this thing's running Windows 10, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just the generic Invenda dot vending dot facial recognition dot app dot exe application error, yeah, and it's. And it's I like the picture behind it that says, checking that everything is in order. This machine will be ready shortly. Um, Never mind. Yeah, and then it's like, nope, it crashed. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I do wonder if the, what is it, University of Waterloo. Uh, they, are, they are removing all the vending machines. Ah, uh, interesting. I wonder if they're, <laughs> yes. I wonder if they're getting sued. Uh, they might have a case on their hands, depending on the, the laws of the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, well, I guess the province laws of the province. Yeah, it's it's Canada, so it would have to be the laws of either the the province or the country. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with Canadian law, shockingly enough. Uh, but oh, they're a un- Swiss company in Venda, so mm-hmm. yeah, they are beholden to the GDPR. Interesting. Oh, interesting. So we'll we'll see what happens, and I wonder if there is something. When you go to the university that you sign up to, that you you basically give them the right to do this this type of scanning. I I know I doubt at my it. university they had the right to use my likeness while I was on campus. I think that's just like for like filming stuff and passing. Mm-hmm. I feel like this yeah. they'd have to ex- explicitly like you consent to have us track you. I... Not to mention you. This is. This is through a different company. This is through uh, in what I just fucking said it in Venda or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's and GDPR. One of the main things in GDPR is that you have to have a way of going to the company that has captured your personal information and telling them to delete it or give you a copy of it. And so, if you didn't even know, like, there's you wouldn't yeah. be able to. So uh, I've told this story before, but I had a friend who I I worked with at my first IT job, my first major IT job. And when she got hired on there, um, one of the questions they asked you, and I just signed it over because I don't care, but and I wasn't going to create anything. But that company does the stupid NDA where it's like, if you create anything while you work here, uh, we own it. And so it was one of those things where even if you create it, off hours at your house, they could still claim that they own it. And so she's yeah, going through which the paperwork. Would and never she's, actually hold up. No, it wouldn't. So she's going through the paperwork and she's signing stuff and she reads that and she's like, oh no. And then just skips and goes to the next page and starts filling out the paperwork. <laughs> and then like five months later, HR comes to her and is like, hey, we noticed that you didn't, you didn't sign this, Jacqueline. And she's like, oh, I know. And they're like, so you have to sign it to work here. And she's like, no, I don't. And they're like, what? And she's like, legally, I don't have to agree to that. And you have, I haven't agreed to that. And I've worked here for five months. And they're like, oh, well, will you sign it now? And she's like, no. 
and they just left and she continued working there. <laughs> it was uh it was great. I was like, that's amazing that you were able to get away with that. And she's like, What what are they gonna do? Fire me for it? Which they could, but she was also in a comfortable enough position in her life that she didn't need a job. So yeah. they, it wasn't like she was like desperate for work. And uh, she kept working there for a while until eventually she quit and moved on to a different company. Anyway, uh, this, in, this is interesting. I'm happy that they're removing all of their vending machines. Are they getting new vending machines from a different yeah, company? They're, they're, yeah, they're supposed to replace all the vending machines is, is what I... I believe I read in this okay. article. Perfect. Perfect. So. That's, and, and hopefully this, even more full body scanning on these ones. You walk <laughs> up, a giant laser comes down. They're just the fucking, they're the, the scanners at airports. Yeah. They <laughs> get, they get your full fucking nude body. Yeah. You have to walk through like a tunnel of cameras before you go <laughs> to the vending machine. It's an airlock. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to thank you for being here. Oroa. Yeah. And I want to thank you for being here. Uh, Conora? I was here. I participated this time. You, you did. Wow. You did participate. Yay. Uh, we'll be back in... Oh, well, I'll be back in two weeks, or three weeks. Uh, next week and the week after, it's going to be the Conora and Aroa show. Oh, jeez. Um, we'll do I something look, fun. I look forward to that. Now that you're on Windows, you can actually make some music. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back, or they'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Mm-hmm. Uh...